Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Connor Rolls, and this is the Nerd at Gods podcast, episode 154, I believe. I could take a look real quick. <laughs> Do we know, Daniel? Uh, it's 155. Sam, at some point, I lost track. You know, we hit the hundreds, and I was just like, I don't I don't care anymore. I don't know. Joining me as always, Daniel Neverly. What's up, gamers? Uh, I just want to give a little head. Hey, go check out our uh, Game of the Year episode again. Uh, it was a really good episode. Doing pretty well, huh? Mm-hmm. And then also joining us, a special guest from Bloody Brilliant Games, Sam. How you doing, Sam? I'm Welcome good, thank back. you, gentlemen. You? What's that? I'm good, thank you, yourselves. I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, yeah, you said you're good. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we just do circle this for two hours. And... <laughs> you know, we have a guest thought so rarely that every time they're here, I just feel like, you know, I've invited someone into my home and I'm just like, oh, yeah. shit, I should have cleaned, you know? <laughs> clean my house. <laughs> I, I needed a dust. I uh, got to get the vacuum out and all that. But yeah. Uh, Sam, I know you run Bloody Brilliant Games. I think Daniel's been on there once or twice, right? Yes. I, yes I, we did the Wii U, the Wii U video. Yes, yes Wii U I'll, video. I'll Wii U roundtable. Okay, cool. Awesome. Anything else you got going on over there recently? Uh, it's mainly just our weekly um, news roundups. Um, that's about it. We're kind of we're trying to find kind of space in the schedule because it's me and uh, one other person who kind of write the scripts and then um, publish them. We, there's not got time in the schedule at the moment to do like obviously game reviews and all that kind of stuff um but you know when we can we also fit in obviously uh live streams of you know e3 for example and then uh industry events like uh, egx here in the uk so awesome cool yeah that's where you met sims right it was egx yes. a yes. couple years yeah. ago Oof, that's unfortunate what's he look like in person <laughs> <laughs> is he as short as i assume because like i always in my mind sims is like four foot three at, on four a good day and small hands and tiny Man, the tiniest of hands you know what i mean he but cannot. also like really stubby legs you know what i mean <laughs> like he's waddling like this yeah I'm more than I. You, you guys know what a booba is yeah no. yeah that's what i imagine sims is you know booba <laughs> I, I will say, I'm, I'm 6'2", so everyone's short compared to me. So. Oh, wow. Mm. Damn, you're tall, huh? All right. Well, cool, cool. Uh, guys, it's been another busy week in the world of video games. Oh, there it has. Yeah, yeah very busy week, actually. Uh, this will actually be the last two weeks incorporated, because last week we did our Game of the Year episode. So this week we got last week's news and this week's news, which is a lot. Is a lot. We're going to get started, though. Uh, Xbox held their first developer direct yesterday and we're gonna go over the entire thing but first things first sam did you get a chance to watch the developer direct i did indeed yes yeah daniel i'm assuming you watched it yeah i watched it uh i watched it live yeah okay cool what'd you guys think just overall not getting into the nitty-gritty yet go for it sam you go ahead okay uh it wasn't what i expected um i thought it was gonna be I'm kind of glad they went deep into the developer pro- development process of, of the games they covered, but I was a little surprised on there were so few. I mean, that's what they said. They only said four games, but... I mean, I wasn't um, expecting Starfield or, you know, Elder Scrolls 6, because they already said that wasn't going to be there. But I was expecting at least some kind of smaller um, Xbox Game Studio titles, like maybe something from Double Fine or something like that. Yeah, I think everything's... It's just got to be in development, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah along those lines i'm a little surprised no like third party stuff i thought there'd be like a game pass section like hey here's what's coming to game pass for the next three months and yeah, obviously yeah. we already know that whole layout but i just thought here's a snippet reel of like all the big stuff yeah, coming yeah. to game pass real quick yeah i didn't expect any of that honestly they gave me more than i expected 
Um, okay. I was I was expecting literally the bare minimum of what they even said. Um, mm-hmm. uh, they they said what forty, a little over forty minutes, four games, uh, and that was all I expected. Uh, developers talking about it, and I I liked it a lot. I thought it was a for what that show was. I think that they. It's the first one they've ever done, and they needed to set the standard and the pace of what is this show. It is the developers talking about their own games. It isn't some host. It isn't Major Nelson or they go and get Paris Lily to go host something. It's the devs talking about their own game. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and they did throw in a surprise. It sucks that we kind of knew that <laughs> this game was leaked, I think, months ago. And then mm-hmm. the past few week or week or so, it was supposed to be at this direct as um somebody broke but uh yeah it was a cool surprise could have used more paris lily though i'll tell you what <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, what is he gonna do though <laughs> yeah, yeah go to every uh, studio yeah <laughs> drive around <laughs> for a day go around all these studios yeah. uh, ultimately i'm just so happy xbox is finally doing something like this right we've had state yeah. of play for a couple years now and then we've had nintendo directs for what a decade now yeah, for, for, for years we've all been wanting xbox to do one of these and they have one now and i like the format honestly just going getting a deep dive into developers and stuff like that i'm curious how where they take it in the future if we'll end up getting you know more developers on these things and thus making mm-hmm. it much, a much longer show you know because yeah, i'd yeah. like to see this for like third-party studios too especially the ones that xbox like to team up with you know we know like wolong's coming out soon and other stuff coming the game pass soon i would have liked like Hey, let's take a deep dive into these studios as well. But I guess you don't want to run the clock too much. You don't want to make this like a two hour long thing. So, but ultimately, I like the for- format and I think it's a really good first step for Xbox. I do wonder yeah. if we're going to get a companion one to E3 because obviously, you know, in previous years, Nintendo, you know, obviously, what was there, three different conferences. Um, and I know, you know, Microsoft are probably first party wise, they're definitely the most committed. I think probably amongst the third party publishers as well, they are the most committed to E3 as a concept. Because they've got the whole Microsoft um, arena or, sh- or stage, whatever they call it. But I would, I would be interested to see, especially with the games that are coming out closer to E3 and a lot of <clears throat> a lot of their lineup, if they go, hey, here's a developer um, direct to kind of go in deep into some of the titles. Yeah, they've been doing those extended showcases, or whatever they call it, where it's like a week later they did. I think Paris has hosted one of them, right? I don't mm-hmm. know if he hosted both of them. He hosted like I think the one in 2021. Um, was that for Gamescom? I think it was. Or was that Gamescom? That yeah, I think, it was, I think it was Gamecom twenty one. They did a massive one, and he he was one of the hosts. And they because I think I remember them talking to the um, guys who were making uh, flight sim. They were going. Yeah, I remember the flight sim stuff on that. But he did no. He did an extended showcase because he was at a st- at the studio. It's where he like showed off the custom controller and stuff. Um, uh, but I, I think that they needed to nail this format for the show. And yeah. I think we need to, um, I guess, set expectations properly for where the show will be. This mm-hmm. isn't going to be... I honestly don't think you'll ever get a third-party game. They could surprise me. I don't think that that's what this show is. They might do another type of Direct that will be a little bit more Nintendo Direct. I think this is only going to be first-party games, and it's going to be kind of like... They might do like three of these a year, maybe. Maybe two. Because they're already going to be at E3 or the Keeleys, uh, and then they're going to be at the game awards so they already have two big shows they're going to be at yeah. and then including gamescom they might be there so they don't need to always do these um but they'll probably do two or three of these a year i would say and they're probably just going to pace them out for every few months this is xbox's lineup for every few months here's a deep dive of you know whatever five games four games yeah, yeah. just keep doing that 
that's probably the best thing given I think as I said, as, as much as they are the kind of most committed to like the E3 concept, they are probably one of the worst in terms of keeping fans up to date of what's coming out on the Xbox most, because obviously for the past couple of years they haven't really had much. Um, but, you know, like for example, the if it wasn't for, you know, me being involved in the in the games industry and keeping a regular eye on it, I wouldn't have known that Persona was going to be coming out on Game Pass. So if, you know, if they had a, a Game Pass direct and say, hey, we've got these games coming out on Game Pass, then it keeps your fans up to date. Yeah, I mean, other than E3, that was the only time they really talked about it too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, they, they, well, I think once they start getting a more regular pace of their own first-party games, I think we'll see them kind of get it, get into their own and, and feel how they're going to uh, move Xbox into kind of a new era. Yeah. Yeah, a long time ago, I think Phil Spencer talked about hitting that, like, one game a quarter lineup, you know? And, like, if you could do that, I think two or three of these a year would work out really well, you know what I mean? Like, hey, here's the games coming out in the next six months or whatever. Let's get a deep dive of developers and all that. Six months later, do another one. Same thing. This could be a really good format just for that. Yeah. I think for the first, maybe these first, like, couple years here, maybe this year, next year, maybe 2025, we're probably going to get more than that. Yeah. And then I'd say it would probably slow back down. Yeah. We're probably yeah. Xbox has just been so bottled up with games and everyone's working on something. Eventually mm -hmm. everything's just going to come out and you're just going to get probably one every two months, maybe, maybe even once a month, you'll probably mm -hmm. get a game. And then they're probably going to slow back down to, to yeah. a more regular pace. Yeah. Now we know we're getting a Starfield show sometime later this year. I wonder if, that'll be the same format but just focused on starfield like will we get like a 40 minute just starfield one of these you know that'd be really cool i think so yeah, yeah. that'd be fun they'll probably call it the same thing too keep the same format yeah. um i yeah. think yeah. i think i was hearing rumors that it might be next month in life in february yeah yeah um, i think yeah that's what's really been um floating around yeah uh, that's a good good time and i think they could even just be like hey it's february and then it's coming out in april or something like that like could be quick Oh, that's the dream right there yeah i know <laughs> all right let's get into it then first thing that showed off is minecraft legends and then got a release date april 18th come to uh nintendo switch ps4 ps5 xbox one series x pc all the good stuff uh daniel i know you're a big minecraft fan how you feeling i like this the, game? the main game dungeons yeah. is fun i wasn't like crazy about dungeons but i thought it was fun um this it looks really it looks cool i don't really know a lot about what you were doing too much because they were showing a lot of the pvp um i would prefer just to kind of see a single player uh gameplay but uh it looks really cool i love you could pretty much do anything with um uh minecraft as a as an ip um the one thing that i thought was pretty cool was in these different matches um i guess they're 4v4 uh, matches the maps will always be randomly generated and that sounds awesome that it, it will always change no matter what you do uh, i think that's a pretty big benefit having minecraft as the ip because it's it is just a procedurally generated game already yeah, so yeah. just put that into multiplayer sounds pretty pretty cool to me sam you minecraft guy at all mm really i mean the thing is i've never been massively sold on these spin-offs of minecraft um because I, i'm not sure it's the type of ip that really suits you know expanding into especially you know given the types of titles they have gone for 
like you know roguelike-esque dungeon crawlers and now a pseudo action strategy title um i mean there's some interesting elements to it like some of the different strategies they talked about some of the um different ways to play certainly are intriguing but i'm just not entirely sold on taking minecraft which is such a specific thing and i'm also not entirely sure it's going to get you know looking from a sales perspective from microsoft's point of view perhaps they don't really care about this but it's not going to get the sales that, that um they were would potentially expect a minecraft title to have because again of the nature of the the genres of title i think yeah i wonder yeah, how well the last one did what's it called the, dungeons. Uh, dungeons dungeons yeah i wonder how well that one did exactly and i mean it must have done at least somewhat well for them to make another spin-off game right yeah, that game is everywhere yeah so i'm sure it did pretty well uh even just off the minecraft name um i was i had something i was going to say and i forgot who knows go on uh yeah i'm not necessarily a minecraft guy nor am i uh you know necessarily into whatever the concept of this game was it, it looks okay you know something I'll, it, it's on game pass right so I'll, I'll download it check it out that's, why not yeah play a match that's what i was gonna say yeah there's a uh, lot of these they, they, I'm just like yeah i'll download it why not to, to what sam was saying about like the sales like i don't think that they're even looking at it like that anymore it's just how many people is 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 minecraft um legends uh how many people is it going to bring to game pass sure that's just what they're i'm sure for. they care about sales though on the other consoles and a little PC, bit right yeah. yeah a little bit but it's going to be on pc game pass like so it's just like they i think they care more about that cool uh next game then forza motorsport was also shown off no release date yet for this one but they showed off you know some of the the nice looking cars those 4k textures all that good stuff daniel how you feeling yes. on this now it looks great i guess game just looks gorgeous um i still think that they said with it said before the end of january they're still saying the first six months so they just don't have a date and i think today they're doing another uh event just for forza like i think that turn 10 is doing something um i don't know if it's when it's airing or anything like that so hey, by the time you listen to this they might already have even had a, a date i don't know but um like this is going to be a pretty big title for them. Uh, Turn ten, they I forget when seven came out, or was it eight, seven? I think uh, seven. That was twenty. I can't I count that. Twenty eighteen. So it's been Turn ten's been making this game for a while. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's it's gonna be pretty big for them. So it looks great. I'm a massive, massive Forza fan. Um, uh, I fell off. I kind of Forza five because didn't have an Xbox One at that point. Um. Forza 6 I enjoyed, and then Forza 7. The, th the thing for me is that the slow implementation of cards and, you know, because already the, it was one of Microsoft's early titles to be played with Microsoft Jackson's. The fact that you could just go, and, hey, you know, I'm going to buy this car for however much it ended up being. Um, I mean, they've got two different ways of purchasing the cards, for Christ's sake. But it's always kind of been a big... Ugh, a bit of the Forza franchise and Forza 7 was kind of when they turned it up so I'm worried about how far they're going to go with Forza 8 um, the other thing is that some of the features they're talking about so um, dynamic weather and um, night and day cycles that's something that I've wanted in the Forza franchise for god knows how long um, you know to be able to you know not officially licensed but be able to do something like a Le Mans 24 hour race you know, they, they've got everything in the game for a long time and just not had the dynamic weather and night and day cycles. 
um, stuff like uh, tyre compounds and t being able to ch uh, change tyres mid-race is another really, really crucial thing because Forza has always branded itself as one of, on console at least, the most realistic or uh, uh, to the more realistic end of um, simulation racing games. Um, but because it's been missing stuff like tyre compounds and night and day cycles and that kind of thing, it's not really been it. But, you know, we've, well, we've had stuff like Project Cars and even Gran Turismo has been more to the end of, you know, letting you actually delve into that more uh, sim racer aspect than Forza ever has. But as you say, you know, Forza is Microsoft's big graphical um, showpiece. You know, it was the game they were always showing off with the Xbox One originally launched with Forza 5 to show kind of the power that the Xbox One could um, spit out. So I know that it'll look incredible. I'm slightly, I'm, I'll say I'm a, I'm a jaded Forza fan, so I'm more skeptical than um, than others maybe. That's awesome. You're still into Forza. Are you more into the sim racers then, or do you also fuck with the uh, Forza Horizon stuff like that? I think they they serve different purposes. Um, Forza Forza Motorsport is great if you you know if you want to take some of the most powerful cars um, in racing history and just take them around to some of the most iconic circuits. Whereas Horizon is very much. You know, it's Horizon is a callback to you know the old um, Need for Speed. I think it was Underground um, titles where you know just take again taking some of the most powerful production cars ever made and just bombing them down long motorways. Um, you know, I think some of the skill challenges and so showcase events have been really really fun, but they're so they serve such different purposes that it's it's nice we're getting a proper sim title after having I think there's been two. Horizon games come out in the time since we had uh, the last Forza Motorsport game. Really? I didn't even realize that. I think so. I think so. It's somewhere around there, yeah. Mm. Now, so the way I like to look at it, too, is like one's a racing game, like Motorsport, and then one's like a driving game. Yeah. It's like yeah. an open world, just driving game. Like you are racing, but it's, it's a different experience as an open world, and you're kind of driving around. One's pure racing. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. how I like to look at it. That's a great way to put it. Now, I know Daniel touched on it a little bit earlier, but with the release date, do we think there's any chance they kick this to fall? Because Forza are traditionally fall games, right? Yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I, I didn't know um, what uh, Dan was saying there in terms of they were saying it kind of first half of the year. I've I've not heard that. I was I was anticipating, uh, like saying, that it would be a kind of a September, October kind of release. Um, I mean, if they feel it's ready to, to go now, I'd say go for it because I think you know we're at the point where then we need to have one of Microsoft's marquee names on the Series X because let's be honest, Halo Infinite kind of stumbled out of the gates, um, and you know we need one of Microsoft's big representative franchises on the Series X to really show what it can do. And you know, with the fact that um, Gran Turismo has already been out for what's coming on coming up on a year, um, you know it's kind of you know microsoft's okay we've seen what grand turismo can do this is what forza can do and that's always been really what the forza franchise has been is to wait to try and one-up sony yeah i always look at what um xbox said at their e3 conference or their summer games fest conference um everything will be within the next 12 months and that was june to june and yeah. forza was there so and they also reiterated it you know yesterday that it will be june so or before june um so I, I still think it'll be there. Um, 
I think they're going to have way more in the fall than itself. So I don't think they could really push too much more into the fall. I think the only one that could is maybe Starfield if they really wanted to. Yeah, but yeah, I still yeah. think that that's going to be in the first six months as well. So um, I think me and Connor have talked about uh, Hellblade maybe coming out in the fall and maybe them have one other title, maybe I smaller title. Yeah, I agree with you on Starfield. Starfield's one of those games that it's like a Rockstar game, you know, or Bethesda games in the past where it will dominate its release window. And, yeah. you know, other publishers and manufacturers will see it as a, almost a little bit of commercial suicide to release anything in proximity to Starfield. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. All right, cool. Uh, the next thing they showed then, there was a surprise launch. High Five Rush got a surprise launch. This is a Tango Gameworks game uh, out now. You can play it. I've been playing it. It's fucking cool. Guys, this, awesome. was, this was an awesome surprise, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Um, it, uh, it was a love project uh, from the legend Shinji Mikami. This is a game that he's wanted to make, which is insane. Shinji Mikami is, is the GOAT for survival horror, and um to see him wanting to do something different himself and it be a nice little project for him and for it to come out of nowhere like this yeah that, this is the exact type of thing that i want more of throughout the industry not just yeah, maybe yeah. a day uh, announcement to release the same day maybe like in a month but like i need we need to like lower the time between announcement and release I'm really yeah. tired of year wait or multi-year wait. Just don't say anything and then just announcement, then put it out. Um, and that was awesome. Like this game, I only played, uh, we could talk about it later, but I played like an hour-ish, maybe a little less. Yeah. Um, but it's awesome. It, it looks great. Like this is exactly what Xbox needs to do. Yeah, I, I thought I it was. I'll get it. Go on. No, I I just thought it was so cool. Like I, you know, they showed the trailer of this game, and then they're talking about it, and you're just sitting there thinking, like, oh shit, when can I play this? They're like yeah. today. I'm like, oh fuck yeah, let's go. You know <laughs> what I mean? And uh, yeah, I just what a cool surprise, cool shadow drop, and that's like the most hype thing you can do. Really, is, yeah. is just shadow drop and say like, hey, it's out now. You know what I mean? Like that'll get me no matter what, even if the game's gonna end up sucking. Like if it, you can show me a cool trailer and then just say out now, I'm downloading that immediately. I would have probably yeah, even yeah. bought it had it not been on Game Pass. You know what I mean? Uh, it is thirty bucks. So yeah. for anybody on PC, yeah, it's, really it's a budget title. Yeah, it's one of those titles that. I, I i'm absolutely i was kind of a bit astounded i was like kind of oh okay what's what's this title and then he's you know started talking about shinji mikami given obviously their last game was um ghostwire tokyo it's like oh, okay this is a really really interesting title now i've only played the first kind of 20-ish minutes um mainly to a reason i'll get in a bit later but it gave me strong um calls back to first seeing at least on the on the dev showcase when we first saw sunset overdrive for the xbox one you know, a different kind of game for the system that was kind of filled with a lot of, you know, sequels and um, long-standing franchise and all that kind of stuff. Hopefully it, it ends up better than Sunset Overdrive because I think that was, Violet Resound is pretty mild. Um, but it, it was a wonderful surprise to see it. And you're right, for, for them to say, hey, it's out now, I was kind of like, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which means it's out right now. <laughs> i think again it's just really cool for xbox to have another smaller title from their giant yeah, yeah. Uh, uh 
developers you know what i mean they just did this with pentamin a couple months back and now they did it again with tango gameworks and that's really cool you don't really see that from the other two with nintendo and sony i know playstation has like pixel opus that just makes smaller type games and nintendo will put out like that little kirby game they're doing and stuff like that now and then but for the most part you don't see that from the big guys and it's just really cool that xbox is just like hey you want to make a smaller game go ahead we'll, we'll just yeah, put it on yeah, game pass yeah. promote it it'd be awesome yeah, where's, like, a creative team, like, Insomniac? Like, give, like, 15 people an Insomniac yeah. and, like, what do you guys yeah, want to make? Yeah. And just let them make it. Like, I, I would love to see more of that. Like, even do, do it with any of them. Like, like put 10 people from, I don't know, Bethesda. And, like, because there's so many people at Bethesda or whatever. Let, put, give, give them 10, 20 people. Like, what do you guys want to make? Make something cool. It'd take a year. Make something. You know, whatever. Uh, we need more of that. Used to do, what Double Fine used to do internally, I know the second time I've mentioned Double Fine, but they used to do... Um, uh, insomnia fortnights they still you know, do them yeah i'll stay so yeah. like was well, it used to be very small groups of like four or five developers right you know go and think um come up with a concept for a title um put a prototype together and then you know i think they put them in a, a small little bundle i mean i think they put them out on steam because they were in a humble bundle a couple of years ago um you know we want more of that from from these especially someone like xbox who's taken up so much so many quality developers um Microsoft don't let yourself become Disney where they hoovered up all these really talented studios and just let them sit there doing naff all for god knows how long and then fired them all yeah exactly I think it really helps too just in between big releases right because who knows yeah. the next time we're going to get Tango Gameworks next big game right they just released yeah, yeah. Ghostwire Tokyo last year and uh the same thing with uh Pentiment and Obsidian right mm. seems like about and um Outer Worlds 2 are a bit of ways away still awesome they can release this game in between that fill up time stuff going to yeah. game pass and it's just it just works out great for both parties also dan it's it's I, I, I there's a um wonderful point you made when you were saying about game passes that i think now microsoft because they used to be i think a lot more cautious before game pass to you know send small teams of their developers and go and make something new now because they've got game passes like right go and make it was you know then we can go from there and see if people play it and you know because there's still there's games from you know the very early days of the xbox one that people are now starting to discover on game pass that are getting the recognition they deserve as wonderful little titles yeah i know we'll talk about it more when we get to what we've been playing since it sounds yeah, like we yeah. all played a little bit of it but like i really hope xbox makes this a franchise like i really like the the main <laughs> character chai is so dude, chai cool. is awesome yeah, yeah dude, he's chai. awesome like make him like a face of xbox you know what i mean i want to see him on those like slide reels and stuff like that like that, that'll be so fun chai and 808 and him and his little guitar and his little cat in the side like just let chai be be a, a face right like he could be in like a smash type game where's where's mm. when, when they get when they get bethesda and um or i'm sorry um uh activision blizzard king they're gonna have so many um ips right yeah make we need that like kart racer and smash yeah, like definitely. there's gonna yeah, be so yeah. many let chai i want to be chai with that guitar, I want to smack Crash in the face. You have the little the little 808 bot with you the whole time. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. I think Sam touched on it a little bit earlier too, with like just Xbox's image. For years, it's just been Halo, Gears, Forza. You know what I mean? And that's a very like mature image for them. I think having games like this really just separates them a little bit. Phil has said that. He has said that. He has wanted more family friendly and and stuff like this is really gonna help with that yeah but also at the same time it's and it's a point i would um you've almost connected onto there connor is the fact that for so long you know these franchises like forza gears halo all that kind of stuff they've been very very western games obviously because microsoft is a western company 
but you know there's a significant um market i think in the east in the east whether it be korea or japan you know to take really if you want you know i know it's not really a time in the industry we want to go back to but if you know you want to go back to taking it to sony make a statement on their home turf bring out more games like high uh, fire rush with you know some legendary people behind it and you know show sure you know you've got the likes of the final fantasy games for example on on um on playstation but we've got these kind of innovative really fun experiences on on xbox yeah yeah definitely it's awesome i could go on about this game all day because i just yeah, it looks yeah. so cool you know what i mean yeah <laughs> but you know awesome to tango gameworks congratulations to them because uh it seems like it's doing very well too yeah yeah it's nice that a talented team like this that has kind of been overlooked for a while has kind of they're getting a little bit of recognition here i like that yeah definitely yeah all right cool uh next game they showed then was a new expansion for the elder scrolls online called necrom coming out in june uh i don't know if you guys are big elder scrolls online guys sam i think you, sam's you, sleeping you seem like you got something <laughs> to say here <laughs> oh just let it die like, <laughs> it's been years right with this game it has I, been years i just don't get how how the hell is elder scrolls online still going i think they have like, a lot big player base still i'm sure they do but i i, I mean p- partially it's a kind of like maybe congratulations need to go to the team at Zenimax because given how the game entered the market going we're going to charge a full price and auto subscription fee in whatever it was 2013 14 whenever it was that game launched to still be around in 2023 is impressive but i just i think i think it's the elder scrolls fan in me it's like when that is the only elder scrolls thing we're getting because elder scrolls 6 is so far away it's kind of like can we just let it die so you know <laughs> so people from Zenimax can go and speed up the development of Elder Scrolls Six? I'm right there with you. I, I mean, I'm a huge Elder Scrolls fan as well, but uh, I I remember trying this game back on the like Xbox One launch whenever it first came to yeah. consoles. Yeah. I tried it around then. I was just like, I'm not into this. What I'm sure it's gotten a lot better over the years, and I'm sure it's fine now. But uh, yeah, back then I was just not into this. But it really has just taken up all the Elder Scrolls talk for the last decade yeah, yeah. now, and it's just. Oh man, I want Elder Scrolls Six so badly. Well, don't forget Elder Scrolls Blaze. That's also a problem. Oh, yeah, oh, no. yeah, yeah. No. You know, I'm shocked that one turned out badly. Like, because I loved Fallout Shelter on that's like the only mobile game I've ever gotten like super into. And uh, so I was like, I remember before that game released, I was like, oh, that's probably gonna be awesome. But then I remember downloading, and I was just like, nah, this ain't it, fam. Have you played Florence? No, I have not played Florence. Oh, dude, you should check out Florence. Isn't that on Switch? You tell me about this one all the time, man. Uh, I don't know if it's on Switch. It nah. might be. Check Switch. out. See, find a way to play Florence. It's very okay. short. I got some very short. mobile games. Oh, okay. Uh, we can move on. Daniel, anything to say about other Scrolls Online? Looks great. Um, yeah. Happy for the people that keep doing it. The, the I'm happy for those devs. Like they, they put in a lot of work into this game, and it shows. Daniel, where's that rumored Mandalorian game these guys are supposed to be making? Remember that? <laughs> Maybe they still are. Who knows? Where is that? You know, was that the? Is that the? Are you talking about the leaked thing? That is that still the same? Uh, footage that was that... probably fake, but uh, there was like a rumored the Mandalorian by ZMX Studios. I, I forget exactly okay. where that came from, but uh, it wasn't that footage that we saw. No, no, that, that was something saw? else. Yeah, that was a mod okay. and something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Okay, cool. Last game they showed, Redfall. Got a release date, May 2nd. Coming to the Xbox and PC. 
they showed up this is probably the game they spent the most amount of time on i think uh we got yeah. a lot of new gameplay from this i know daniel you're excited sam how you feeling about redfall i'm kind of middling on left for vampires um it's one of those no, things it's not left where... for dead <laughs> is it <laughs> it's not is it, left for dead. Is it's it? Not, no it's is not it? it's not you it's know not i don't know keep going sam keep going <laughs> i mean there's certainly some very interesting mechanics in there um but I think potentially, again, you know, I, I joke, but, you know, look at Back for Blood. It's another thing that invokes um, a similar kind of gameplay loop and ethos of, you know, playing with your four mates. If you're not playing with your four mates, it's going to be not as good as it could be. Um, that type of title has never really been my kind of thing, but I mean, it looks pretty. Yeah, I, guess. I think they're. I think Arcane's visual direction is always great. Um, they always have uh, strike, uh, striking art styles. Yeah. Um, Deathloop looks great. Um, I, I, I mean, do you... Just to add on, yeah. is I'm, I'm glad you're right with what you're saying about Arcane and their art and their design philosophy. I'm glad they went with, you know, vampires being just grotesque monsters instead of the normal, you know, Hollywood vampires in uh, Masquerade Bloodlines 2, if that ever sees the light of day. Yeah, I mean, I like looking at pretty vampires too, but I'm with you. Like, they're they're more monsters. Mm. Um, in this world, they're they're they are monsters. Um, uh, do you like Borderlands, Sam? The f I enjoyed the second one for about twenty thirty hours, and then it just got to a point where I think it it kind of struck me that I was doing just the same thing for so many missions on the trot i was just you know go here kill this thing you know pick up this item go back to sanctuary and repeat i was just like oh, i'm not i'm like i can't be asked with this yeah I, I think that that's more of what we're gonna get we're gonna get builds you're gonna have your each character is gonna have particular mm -hmm. builds and they'll probably work off of each other and um it's gonna have more of an open world um instead of because Borderlands, like, it is open world, but it is sectioned off. This seems yeah, to yeah. be more open, like a... I think that someone had said, like, Far Cry. Um, so I think it's going to be just a big open world. Um, the, the big difference between why I was joking about Left 4 Dead is... Left 4 Dead is, you're in a menu, you select a mission, you go to the mission, you have little f steps that you do in between, then you go back to the menu. You're not, like, in an open world, yeah, continuously moving, and have abilities with characters it's not what left for dead is you just get pick up guns and you shoot people um this is going to be a little bit different than that um uh but yeah it looks great um i'm excited for it we got we actually got a date which is which is good yeah may second yeah i don't i don't know how i feel about this game it's it, it, i just think it's not my cup of tea ultimately you know i'm not the, i'm not the borderlands guy and that's really what it came off as you know they said far cry a couple weeks ago and then i did that 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 perked my ears up where i was like oh okay far cry i love far cry but then i see gameplay of this and i see what they're going for and i'm like no this is borderlands you know what i mean and like i don't mean to disrespect borderlands too much but borderlands to me has always been go online with your friends go shoot some guys get some loot go back to the hub, go do it again. And, and yeah, that, yeah. that just, I, I just remember back in the day that, that really boring me, that cycle. And that's just what this seems like. And like to each their own, you know, it's just not my cup of tea. I, mean, I think this is going to have more of a story. I guess it's going they to be said that, but where was it? You know, like where were they? they I mean, when they said Far Cry, it. I'm picturing, you know, Far Cry, I'm picturing a, a main villain, cool characters, cutscenes, stuff like that. They, they always do that stuff. They're just not showing it. 
sure maybe but the, the, i would have liked to seen that i guess you know yeah they're just not really showing a lot i think you're going to get that like arcane is going to keep arcane dna yeah like i didn't see one like cool character you know what i mean like have like the main vampire villain talking to me or whatever you know like, he's gonna suck your blood or whatever he's dracula yeah yeah all right cool so uh but again this is another one where i will just download it because of game pass right and i'm, I'm gonna play a couple yeah. matches and maybe i get super into it who knows not matches i mean it's just be the game yeah, whatever. You know, jump in there or whatever. I'll, I'll jump on with Daniel and go shoot some shit. Fuck sure. this whole game. You can't game. just play this game by yourself. Like, yeah. It, it, even Borderlands. Like, Borderlands See, a lot like, of games... I always just feel like that's fun, promotion dude. talk, though, you know? Because it's never as fun by yourself. Like, I never found... I I've tried Borderlands by myself. I've never found it fun, you know? It's that, not as fun, but it is yeah. very fun. Borderlands yeah, is and fun it's like game. the same thing with, like, The Division and stuff like that. Like, it's like, yeah, you could play it by yourself, but it's not as fun. Yeah, I think yeah. there is a distinction to make because, you know, Division, live service, kind of, you know, it's designed around being a multiplayer game. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, as much as I'm not super excited for Redfall, I'm hoping it does deal with single player a lot better than Borderlands. Because I always felt Borderlands, like, I always felt if you were going in single player, you were a bit of a disadvantage given, you know, to the later period of the game, just how much health the enemies have got. Yeah, yeah it's all about balancing with that. I will say, just a, on a positive note, that the, the gunplay looks awesome. And then, of course, like the enemy design is really cool and stuff like that. Like I like the look of everything. It looks very fun. Yeah. They, I mean, they've been working on this game for... Uh, when, did, when did we say Prey came out? 2017? Yeah. So, been a while. They've been working on the game for a while. Yeah. All right, cool. That was the... Well, alongside Deathloop as well. Say that one more time. I just remember... I, I was going to say, alongside Deathloop, because I just remember Deathloop was an arcane game. Uh yeah, that was Arcane uh Leon. Um Yeah. Yeah, they, they, this this team I think what what did they do? Dishonored two and then Prey. Um and I think they, yeah, they made that, that Wolfenstein did. game in between as well. Oh and that yeah, that's right. Yeah. Alright, cool. Well, good job, Xbox. First of all, direct down. Can't wait to see the next one. Thinking yeah, about it's Xbox then. Solid. I was yeah. going to say, good job, Xbox there, now bad job, Xbox here. Well, then, bad, bad job will be more Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, fair point. Uh, this is coming from Jason Schreier over at Bloomberg. Microsoft is laying off 10,000 people, including in its gaming divisions such as Xbox mm -hmm. and Bethesda. Uh, this mass layoff arrives exactly one year after Microsoft announced plans to purchase Activision Blizzard for $69 billion. With a B. With a B. Guys, a bit of unfortunate news here. Yeah. It's not just a year after they announced the Activision Blizzard King purchase, but also four months after they announced that, that 4,000 people, including people working at, um, within the games division, were also getting laid off. Yeah, uh, we can even sprinkle in like, uh, I think it's, I think it was 11,000 at Amazon. I think it was, what, 14? I forget how many Google laid off. Mm -hmm. um, we can even sprinkle I, I in. I think uh, 2,000, was it? For, for who? riot games i think it was uh, yeah let, let, let me tie this one in since it's also here on our news list uh, league of legends and valorant maker riot games has also reportedly made layoffs across several departments so layoffs across the board seems like it's going on yeah. everywhere we even know in games um, media right Washington i was Post, just gonna say that yeah, yeah GameSpot, yeah. a lot of these places it's uh, giant bomb you know it's, it's bad times with the recession and stuff coming up it's uh you know not good out there yeah, I mean, what's what's happening with these companies? They're they're basically they they're going to they're going to see a slight dip in their profits and for their bottom line. Instead of like you know eating their bottom line, they're going to say, "Where can we cut costs?" Yeah, and it's going yeah. to be it's just going to be workers. Um, 
which really sucks. You know, there's not much, you know, people can really do about it. Um, I, 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 to be a little bit more balanced in the, in the discussion, I, I, I do want to say that a lot of these cut jobs are stuff that they try things and they don't work out. And then they cut that entire division. Like, uh, I think that I'll think for Microsoft, a lot of those people that are getting cut are um, people from HoloLens, um, which it's like no one even thinks about HoloLens. It's like, OK, like tech does it all the time. They're building things up. They try a new thing and yeah. it doesn't work. It works. Who knows? And then if it doesn't work, they cut those jobs. That's just tech is always ebbing and flowing. Yeah. yeah. Does this necessarily uh, associate with the recession? I don't know. I mean, we'll see it more in regular jobs, I think, first than tech, because tech just moves in a in a different way. Um, it's just we're seeing a lot of it now. I think maybe it's just kind of post uh, pandemic uh, rise in, in, in jobs that we're kind of going back down now. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate your, your balance, um, Dan, but I will say this is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I'm sorry, Microsoft, you have enough cash. Amazon, you've got enough cash. Google, et cetera, et cetera. You've got enough cash, you absolute greedy bastards. I'm sick and tired of it. I mean, and the thing is, you're right, you know, uh, it's been reported that a significant, um, or that some of these, I won't say significant, that some of these have been from Holland. Um, it was also reported by Ashley, who was it? Ashley Stewart from Business Insider, that Microsoft were claiming that some of these were due down to poor performance. Um, However, it was also reported by, I think, Lords of Gaming and corroborated by Jason Schreier that a significant number of layoffs across uh, 343 were towards the single-player side of the studio. Mm -hmm. um, also, uh, cuts made to the Coalition, who, of course, Gears of War. Um, and uh, what was the... So I'm just checking my uh, script in this, but there was something else. Uh, yeah, from... the, the interesting thing about 343 is I think also they are significantly larger than i think people even think that they are i yeah, think they're like yeah. 400 people like i think 343 is just massive like they're one of the largest like first party studios out there so like to even cut them down even by a chunk is still larger than a lot you know um yeah it sucks that we're losing a lot of these jobs and of course they can afford it um does oh, that that was just to clear up just the, the, the other yeah. part i was gonna say was the engineering division was um another part of uh, Microsoft was a, was reportedly making a, another um, amount of uh, cuts from this ten thousand, which is reportedly about four point five percent of the company's entire staff. Yeah. Speaking Connor, on three four three, but um, that one guy, what's his name? He came in towards the end of Halo. Joseph Infinite. Stan. Yeah, Stan. Joseph Stan. Yeah. yeah, he came in at uh, towards the tail end of uh, Halo Infinite development to get that game back on mm -hmm. track. And now he's going back to regular Xbox to work on so going back to the publishing. publishing, going back to publishing. Okay. Which is an interesting mm -hmm. move to me. I kind of thought he would lead, rise up and become like almost a studio head around there. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think he really like wanted that, is going either, that to be honest. Nah. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, th this was him actually leaving himself. It yeah, just happens yeah. to be tied together, which mm -hmm. is kind of a weird way to do that. Maybe they should Oh, was it? He decided bit. to do that. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. He left on his own volition. He did not gotcha. okay, get okay. laid off or anything. He was like, mm -hmm. I'm, gonna go do this myself yeah. um and i don't really think that joseph wanted to do that i think he said that he kind of made that clear even when he came in he kind of came in to help them yeah, to yeah. push it over the line i don't really think he wanted to even take the the role that he did even after that um so i, I don't really like it's it sucks because i would like to as a halo fan love to have seen state and stay and continue to do that um but i think that 343 i've said this the entire time connor we've been doing the show and talking about halo infinite 
they need to move on from Halo Infinite, uh, period. Like, I think multiplayer-wise and single-player. I don't want the Halo Infinite DLC. That's not what I want for Halo. I don't want single-player DLC in Halo. It's Halo. Make a single-player and then move uh, move to the multiplayer and have all your Forge and all that. Yeah. But uh, you don't you don't need that for, for a campaign. And yeah, you're right with getting the campaign layoffs. That really is interesting. That shows me that they are probably just moving on. Um, they're going to keep updating this game and make Halo... Uh, Halo Seven, and I think yeah, that's what they yeah. should do. I mean, because they're push. I think they're pushing the esports side of um, Halo Infinite's multiplayer to kind of get that um, pumping. But just to touch on Joseph State and one more, um, one last thing is that I thought I found it very interesting that um, while the reports came out from Ashraya that he was going to go back to Xbox Games Publishing, he then announced on Twitter last Friday that he was now a hundred percent focused on helping those who have been sacked get new jobs, um, which you know potentially as much be the optics makes you know shows how much he cares about the people that have been sacked from 343 um he's always been great state yeah, state's yeah. awesome yeah it's interesting you mentioned the kind of that they need to move on on from halo infinite because i agree you know i to me the entire but um 343 i was gonna say bungee but the entire 343 tenure over halo has been an absolute disaster i completely um, disagree i Okay, I, I hated Halo 4. I hated Halo 5. And I thought Halo Infinite was probably the best thing they did. It was kind of very middling. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's middling. I think Halo Infinite's... I, I think the entire story around Halo Infinite is... It kind of drives me crazy because it's like... I think people expect way too much from things a lot of the time. And I think it kind of spoils... I think Halo Infinite's a great game. I think they could have had more content in the game, but I don't think that makes the game worse. Um, in like... People want so much content so regularly and so fast. Like it's just not it's just not healthy <laughs> for for consumers. Um, but yeah, I didn't t- mean to interrupt. It's right. It's interesting you touched though on the on the regular content and all that kind of thing because I think Halo Infinite is now has now become Microsoft's live service. They will go, you know, here's that's what they wanted. Know, yeah, four more maps or whatever to to the multiplayer, and they'll just keep churning that out for a couple of years which would explain why a significant number of the um, single-player staff have been cut because, you know, they're going, okay, you know, single-player is done. We can now move on to doing majority multiplayer. Yeah. If, can you correct me? What is the, the new head's name? What is his name again? Peter oh, something? Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, uh, hang on, let me find it. Um, but, but this Peter is the man Master that- Chief. No, Peter know. Master Chief, <laughs> Peter Chief. Um, <laughs> he he's the one to help kind of usher them past um, the because uh, I know that they only helped do Master Chief Collection, but then they end up fixing it. I think I forget who else else was working on Chief Collection, but um, it depends uh, on three because you've got because they're um, so the the general manager is um, I believe still Bonnie Ross, and no uh, no no Bonnie Bonnie stepped Hintz, down. Um, Pierre Hints. Pierre hints, that's what it is. Um, no, Bonnie stepped down. Bonnie is no longer three four three. Ah, I must have missed that. Um, yeah, Pierre hints. There we go. Pierre hints. Uh, he helped usher them through um, Mass Chief Collection. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I have faith in him in in building rebuilding the studio. I just think that they just need, they're going to be in a complete rebuilding phase, even yeah. in the campaign. Um, there's just a lot of doom and gloom. I think with a lot of people, I don't I don't know. Yeah, I'm just very curious to see where 343 ends up going with this. Are we, you know, I, I, we know they'll stick with Halo. They put out that whole tweet uh, last week sometime that they'll be making the future Halo games and stuff like yeah. that. But with them laying off so many people from the campaign side, it's like, okay, are we gearing up for Halo 7 then? Because what are we doing firing these people? 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, just that new roles, maybe. And then if they are in a rebuilding phase, okay, are we are we looking at like another seven year gap here between Halo Infinite and Halo Seven? You know what I mean? Because that was a long mm. time between five and Infinite. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think Halo's timeline is going to be uh, if I were to make a you know a, uh, what's his name Nostradamus like future looking. <laughs> um, I'm going to say for the next year it's going to just be three for three doing updates. Uh, maybe just maybe you do some minor maps and things like that. Um, then you're going to get the um, certain affinity multiplayer thing that was Halo, mm -hmm. uh, probably either by the end of the year or early next year. Um, and that would be 2024. And then I would say they're going to announce they're going to move all Halo's future production into Unreal Engine. And then... Um, Halo will move to Unreal 5, and then maybe by 2026, you'll get another Halo. It's a nice game plan. Maybe 2027. So I don't think it'd be that long. Four years? Five years? Okay. Uh, yeah, we will see. I mean, that'd be, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I think... I don't know. In the means, I, I think Halo 7's a ways away. I think they're going to really hunker down and try to get a good roadmap for Halo Infinite going. I think that's probably the main thing here that they want to do, because it does have great gameplay just uh lack of content really does i mean i to what daniel was saying earlier i don't think people it wouldn't be complaining I mean, we just want we all want halo 3 right we all want those days back when we were getting consistent yeah, updates yeah, and stuff like that and the, the, the very peak of bungee halo yeah. exactly where we were getting tons of content that was a live service game before it was even a thing if you think about it you know what i mean with all the dlc maps and stuff we were getting over there and i know forge is heading it in the right direction and stuff like that adding more content just from uh the community being able to make it but uh yeah, I don't. They just need a good roadmap, and they need to hit their targets, right? And yeah. that'll that'll shut people up and make people happy in the meantime. Hmm. All right, cool. Next up, then, uh, Goldeneye Double O Seven is coming to Xbox and Switch on January twenty seventh. The Xbox version will include four K resolution, smoother frame rates, and even split screen local multiplayer. Online multiplayer modes will be exclusive to the Nintendo Switch version of the game. Yeah, it's because of the weird switch, how how it works with their thing. It's like you're basically playing at couch co-op, even though it's online. So that's why they can get around it. It's very weird. Switch is weird. Um, but yeah, this is really cool. I've been waiting for it. I want to just check it out and hop in and shoot some stuff. I also want to mention this will also be available in uh, Rare Replay if you own that. So you can get oh, it there as well. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that is cool. That is really cool. That's brilliant. I, I'm So I'm, 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 ve I'm very young. I was from 23 so I've, i completely missed gold knight double um i'm looking forward to kind of jumping i um re-downloaded rare replay fairly recently to kind of um try some you know some not genre defining but some pivotal games in moving the, the industry forward so you know it's good to see that especially because how long people have been asking for um gold knight double seven to come um and the only i think the first thing we've got was that a nintendo wii uh um, I'm not going to say the name of remake. It's just it's like it's, it was just Goldeneye 007. The name yeah. stamped on a fairly um, poor uh, Wii FPS, but you know to see them, you know, bring it back is pretty cool. And I, the fact that it's coming to Rare Replay is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's really cool. Yeah, it was cool. Cool little thing they're doing there. 
Yeah, the, the James Bond I played way more is um, 007 Nightfire on the GameCube. My cousin's oh. GameCube. Come over at his house. Very similar type of game. Mm. Very weird, like, movement and, and controls. But, like, yeah. man, we played so much of that game. The game was <laughs> cool. Next up, then. The entire PSVR 2 launch lineup has been announced, uh, including games like Horizon Call of the Mountain, Creed Rise of Glory, and both Moss, Moss games. Be uh, available. I give a little shout now. out. Yeah, I know we'll we'll talk about what we think about this, but the whole list. But I want to shout out uh, before your eyes. Go go play before your eyes. Play it on PSVR. Oh, play is that on there? Yep, my game of the year of uh, 2021. To play on VR. Was it like the camera watching you blink? That's cool. Yeah, it's. Cool. I know it's it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, I never even thought of that. That's a cool idea. Uh, I know me and Daniel have been kind of underwhelmed with the entire PSVR two. Uh, all the games they're offering there, it's just not. There's not much other than Horizon. That's the only thing I really want to play out of this yeah. list. And and I'd probably like if I was buying one, I'd check out that um, what's it called? The Until Dawn guys, super massive game. Um, Switchback, whatever it's yeah, called. What is the name of that game? I think it's is the that, Dark Pictures Switchback. I'd, I'd check out that one too is all i'm saying but other than that that's kind of the whole reason why i'm not even buying a psvr 2 right now it's uh it you is know, switchback yes yeah, switchback didn't that get announced recently that it's getting that it won't be launched yeah that got that got delayed to like mid-march somewhere so that's so all of these aren't at the launch day these are like throughout the they call it window it's like yeah I think, yeah i think they're doing it through march yeah so it's like that's a weird way to put it, but I guess they're just trying to say, hey, we got we got some games within a month. I don't know. At least they didn't yeah. stretch it out fucking a year again like they did with the PS5. Yeah. <laughs> they are like, launch window. <laughs> yeah, that's so... Uh, the window's like, like a 18 week. months later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there but, are really cool games in here. Like, you're going to get some sort of Gran Turismo mode, right? Like, that's pretty cool. Um, that's uh, actually Pistol the full Whip. game in PSVR, which is really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah uh pistol whip is really cool game yeah so, uh i want to shout out thumper i love that game and uh, that, cool. that's on there for vr that uh, that's really fun i think i heard tetris effect is coming there too yep it's uh connected yep yeah uh, that, this that, year that'll be very cool um yeah last clock clock winder i want to shout that out um oh, yeah. i was listening to the mid maxes like game of the year stuff uh and it ended up going in their top 20 um and it's supposed to be a really cool vr game yeah, there's some really cool stuff on there. It's just it's just still not enough. I needed one more big thing. If they would have got Half-Life Alex down and had it in this launch window, I would have been At day this one point, I would have bought this, you know. Valve just doesn't care. Like they No, just, I'm sure I, they I don't. Why would they? They have yeah. all the money in the world. Like yeah. they don't need to waste their time and do this. Uh, just for me, I think Sony should have gone and locked that one down. Yeah, this list I'm looking at, it's just like there are some cool games here, but it's just disappointing. Like yeah, all these yeah. games for the most part you'd already play on a different headset. It's like, do you really want to spend more than the PS5? And if you don't have a PS5, so then you're going to have to get that too. So you're going to spend, what is that? $1,050 plus buying the games, yeah. you know, just to experience games you could play on your Quest already or something. And like, that, that, that is my big problem. It's, it was my big problem when the original PS came out is that Sony, you're meant to be bringing out the budget version of VR so people, more people can experience it. So people, you know, might go, or maybe, you know, the um, Quest 2 or, you know, the Vive, whatever um, one they've, they've got out now. But some of these prices are absolutely extraordinary. Um, you know, the headset alone, 600, um, uh, which one, which number is it? Uh, I think five, it's 550. Yeah, yeah, 550. I was looking at the euro amount on my, on my document. 550 euros, 530 pound here. Then the actual, um, like stuff like the controllers, 
um, oh no, the charging station, sorry, is an extra 50 bucks. That's pretty reasonable, but... But I mean, like, you know, that's $600. Yeah, it's additive, for, yeah. That's $200 on top of what it will cost you to get the PlayStation, uh, the PlayStation 5. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a lot of money. It's ridiculous. I don't I will, understand why Sony... Don't, I will like, defend PlayStation a little bit. Like, the tech is there. It's a very yeah. high-quality mm. tech. Like, there's mm. a lot going on. There's a lot of... Like, they have really high-quality screens. I think there's yeah, two yeah. screens in there. Like, to, to, to their credit, they, they're... They are putting a lot behind this. This it's just it's so expensive. Like yeah, it's yeah. already a niche product. Like you really need to get get it in the door. And if yeah, you're not yeah. if you're not doing that, like are you really just only going for a couple million people to do this and that's it? Like like that means most of those games aren't even going to sell a million copies. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, like I worry stuff. about the support too, right? Like, because there hasn't been announcements from their big first-party studios of VR games that they're making. You know, like if yeah, they came out and said, "Hey, the Astro VR comp, um, implementation with stuff like um, Gran Turismo Seven, and that and that's it. You're not going to get a dedicated Gran Turismo game." Right, and I guess I don't necessarily need that, but like I would have loved if like the AstroBot guys came out and said, "Hey, we're making Where's a new Astro? AstroBot yeah, game." Yeah, yeah. It's on VR, but uh, you know, I would also like it to just be a regular game too. Like, but like have it have a uh, VR compatible as well. Like, I think that'd yeah, be a yeah. good direction to go with that. That way, you please both audiences. But again, they just haven't announced anything like that. So you know, I worry about their support in the future. Two years from now, are we going to be wondering, hey, where are the VR games? Because there hasn't been any since launch. You know, I yeah. hope not. All right, cool. Well. PSVR 2, launching next month. Uh, I think we're exactly a month away from it, so... Coming Pretty up close. Quick we should we'll probably get a lot of previews soon, I would, I would think. Yeah, definitely. Next up, then. A leaked image of Rocksteady's Suicide Squad kills the Justice League, shows us some of the game's UI where you can see battle pass options, different types of currency, and matchmaking, matchmaking options. This suggests the game is very much a live-service multiplayer game, uh, more so than a traditional Rocksteady single-player game that I know a lot of people, including myself, were hoping for. The sweet irony that everyone thought that Gotham Knights was going to be a live service, and it turns out to be Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. It's the live service. Yeah, the problem with all of this is, is it's just a screenshot, and we don't know when the screenshot was taken. You know, this could have been a year ago, two years ago. We don't know. Like, we. That would worry me even more if they got rid of those options then. Like commit to one thing, because if it, yeah, if yeah. they were like, hey, I'm, I'm just cha saying, we're bro. changing course just... now, because like, what if they, we'll get into Avengers in a second. If they saw Avengers and they were like, oh, that didn't work out, let's switch course, and make it a single player game, mm -hmm. but we already have the base game being a live service game, that yeah, would worry yeah. me a lot more than than yeah. than it mm -hmm. just straight up being a live service game. What, what I will was... say, oh, go ahead, no, 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 it's on. Uh, what I will say about this whole thing too, it's like. This is just a menu too. Like I did, I didn't really get live service from that menu. Um, I think when like, it says battle pass and matchmaking, then that's. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I still don't get live service. Really? I get okay. more. Yeah, I get just a co-op game because they're wanting online play. That what that tells me with the with the with the matchmaking in particular is they really want you to have four people not necessarily be, you know, a live service. They want you to play. Mm. They build encounters maybe more around four people and having mm. all of the Suicide Squad members fighting. Um, the Battle Pass, if it's anything like Avengers, it's it is, it's not a live service Battle Pass. It's just cosmetic. It's just a way to unlock things, it, which I just don't like the idea. Then don't call it a Battle Pass. Like, just make that <laughs> challenges or something. I don't know. Um, mm. 
and the, and the, the currency thing I found interesting because it looks like there are symbols for all of them. And all those symbols, like I kind of zoomed in on it. All those symbols just look like the different characters. So it seems like there might be just a currency or like skill points that you're just getting for individuals. Not that there are six currencies, you know, that you have to use to upgrade. Does that make any sense? Sure. It does. Okay. But I, but I would then tag on the question of why separate XP bars I know. For, I know. Why separate XP bars when you know just have a single one that you can use across all the characters and they and I just I, I'm I'm with I'm with Connor absolutely because I think what what you said there Connor was absolutely spot on. If they changed their mind and gone, hmm, actually it's not a live so it hasn't got a battle pass or you know all the all these stuff, then that's more concerning because we've already seen with Skull and Bones that that has been delayed five times and and has been rebuilt three years ago to make it a live service. So then to revert that and go, right, um, we've gone from a live service to now just a standard Rocksteady game, the foundations of that are going to be so fragile. What I will say to, I guess, alleviate some concerns a little bit here, is, this is Rocksteady. Look at those cutscenes. Those are high-quality cutscenes. Like, that's not Gotham Knights cutscenes. Like, those cutscenes look great. That story is mm. going to be fun, and these characters, I'm sure, are going to be written fun. Like, Boomerang is hilarious in all those trailers. Uh, I'm a huge Harley Quinn fan. This is in the Arkham universe. This isn't a side game. Like, this is a direct sequel to Arkham Knight. Uh, that Batman is the Batman we played for three games. Um, like this is rock steady. Yeah, maybe they might stumble a bit, but they have a level of quality that I have faith in. Um, until I really see the game and I'm like, whoa, uh, I'm gonna have faith in them. My question to that is, is rock steady still rock steady? Because it's been eight years. Yes. at this point, it's been a very and long the two time. heads have left. Two heads have left. This yeah. this game has been in development for so long that I guess then what are they doing? You know, but um. What is Rock City in the future, I think, is more of the question, I would say, than maybe right now. What um, I would say is also, Dan, you're right, this is Rocksteady. This is the company that every single Batman Arkham game they released, it was buggy and broken. Um, sure. So that, that would be another At least big PC. Concern. Yeah, I mean, even the PS4 Arkham Knight. Um, I, I didn't get an Xbox One, but I did hear about one copies that was also absolutely bricked. Um, so I never I mean, really had too many problems with Arkham Knight. I know their their piece, their their like Steam release was botched, but um, I didn't really have too many issues with their games. But um, I believe you. Again, with this I game, I just want to see. I know we've talked about this a couple times now, but I just want to see. Give me give me ten minutes of gameplay. Here's what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, Here's a yeah. mission. I yeah. want to see what it is. Like is the, and and it kind of worries me a little bit that we haven't seen that at this point. You know, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I know they still got six months here, five six months. I just want to see it. Like, show me it. Because if this is a live service game, I'm probably out, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of the issues with that is, like, not a Rocksteady issue. I think, if I were just to make a guess, I think a lot of that would be WB. There's just all... WB's in a... It's a mess everywhere. It's a mess, not only in their games division, like, their entire other division with HBO and all their studios, like, they are just in a shuffling mess with the Discovery merger. Like, there's just a lot going on at WB. So, I, like, we haven't gotten a DC fandom in a while, right? Like, that's where you would probably do something like that, like, have that games fandom again. But they just haven't done that. So, you're probably, it's, it's, I would say it's probably a WB problem more than yeah. Rocksteady problem. 
but that doesn't mean Rocksteady can't just come out with their own, you know, marketing themselves. Yeah, yeah. But that's just not their their role. They like they're not publishing the game. Mm. WB is. You're spot on. It is, it is a WB issue, and WB are one of the worst publishers in the industry um, with their advertising. Um, their foibles of advertising, and let's not forget um, Batman Arkham Origins when everyone was broken and was like, "Oh no, we're not going to fix that on DLC." Is that um, it's I'm more skeptical about this than I probably have been about any Rocksteady game, and that's just as as you said is that. You know which which rock steady is this yeah all right well we'll find out soon i believe the release date may 26th so what are we exactly yeah towards the end of out? May. yeah all right uh speaking of live service superhero games marvel's avengers is coming to an end crystal crystal dynamics will update the game for the final time on march 31st and then end full support on september 30th of this year that sims isn't here Ah, oh, thank God he isn't. He'd be sitting here crying. He'd be crying. Oh man, I couldn't deal with oh, that. It'd be like a therapy I session. I can't explain how happy I am that in the same week Stadia and Marvel's Avengers died. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, well, technically they're still alive. I think it's in, it's September, right? So they're still going for a little. To the I mean, deepest pit of hell Marvel you Avengers go. Died. <laughs> technically, Marvel Avengers died three weeks after it came out, but <laughs> yeah, it sold decently well for that first few months. Um. Yeah, the thing that yeah, it's 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 this game. It was eventually going to die no matter what because yeah, of the yeah. the sale of Crystal, like yeah. with Crystal a little bit here. So it's like the game was going to die. Like they don't they don't even own Crystal anymore. So um, yeah, it's it had a big, a longer I should say big a longer life than anyone even thought, and mm. you know good yeah. good for them to keep you know making content even if it was slow they made content for the people that were still playing and there were people that were still playing even if it was a little bit you know i wonder if embrace group tried at all to talk to disney and be like hey can we just keep this game going for a while get a sequel going or something like that because i'm sure they loved this the, the idea of this ip at least when they bought the studio i don't know yeah. embrace seem like the kind of um especially with some of their decisions the back end of last they seem like the kind of organization that is very business focused like you know is marvel's avengers making money no okay you know it's we all it's already going to come to an end at some point kill it now um you know with uh was it square enix montreal with that studio oh you know that they're, they're working on they're working on a few things and you know they've not had a big hit in a while kill them off sack them all yeah well they changed their name and it was yeah. like a month later they were like yeah. you're, we're <laughs> yeah, shutting yeah. you down yeah. and you're gonna go move to they moved to a different studio or something like they kind of like shuffled them into. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember who they who they were sharing them between. Yeah. Um, but it's it's the team that is working with um Playground to work on the Fable. Oh, that's yeah, that's. I am. I can't remember. I'm curious here because we know Crystal Dynamics is moving on to the Tomb Raider game, but they're also working on the yep. Perfect Dark game, and um. Mm one of the developers or someone came out a little bit ago and said that the Tomb Raider game will come out before Perfect Dark. I'm wondering what the lineup is and what they're working on here exactly because I I thought that Tomb Raider game was far out. So now I'm wondering how far out is Perfect Dark if that's even further. Um, I think that Perfect Dark probably isn't as far as I think people would think. I mean, we'd probably get it in another, I don't know, maybe next year, maybe 2024. Maybe but then like how close is that Tomb 2024? Raider let me try I, to I don't find think that, that article. I don't know who that dev is. I don't know if I trust whoever that dev is. Yeah. <laughs> you I just don't if, trust I, him. I wonder if, if this is the case, I wonder if the 
the role that um, Square Enix is having in the Perfect Dark, not Square Enix, sorry, um, Crystal Dynamics. is having in the Perfect Dark game is even less than than the collaboration that was announced um, by Microsoft. It's a case of they're just acting as a support studio. I think you know with, yeah. with you know with the animations, for example, because Crystal Dynamics are known for their brilliant um, motion cap and all that kind of stuff. That's the role they're fulfilling, and then everything else is being done by I can't remember. The, the initiative and team is the initiative. yeah yeah i think that's what it is i think they're support for sure i don't think they're taking full development um i actually think it's the other initiative. way around i think i think sure. perfect dark is going to feel more like a tomb raider game than it will anything new <laughs> i think i i think we're going for a third person angle there i think that's going to be very much a tomb raider mm-hmm. game uh because i think we've heard so many rumors about the initiative them being such a small studio now uh, that i think they're the support role and crystal dynamics is really taking up dark i mean david gallagher he's from um he's from crystal like he was ahead at crystal so like he had that that's the dna that the initiative kind of has is a crystal dynamics dna so yeah it'll probably feel like a, a tomb raider game which is awesome i love that trilogy so what you mean kind about it being more of a tomb raider game because you know with amazon's games being involved in, in the tomb raider i know they're publishing but they have the influence <laughs> i mean i won't be convinced until it actually releases that it's not going to be some kind of online and uh, Amazon Games is past. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah uh, very interesting stuff going on over there. But uh, yeah, rest in peace, Marvel's Avengers. We uh, we hardly rip, knew you. Rip to a real one, you know. A real Thank one. God, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Burn in hell, you bastard! All right, our last news story of the week. Then WWE 2K23 will release on PC and consoles on March 17th, 2023. They also went with an interesting choice for this year's cover by deciding not to have anyone on the cover and just having to be a blank box. Why did you put very, that joke in there? Very odd to me. It was just blank, you know? It's just so fucking weird, guys. Like, it's just WWE 2K23, the logo, and then just blank images. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing there exactly. Bold take, but uh, we'll see how it works out. I should have checked the, the doc before you did. Yeah, you let me sneak that one in there, you know. I did. I let you sneak that. It, it was too easy, you know. I, I I was not proud of myself writing that. I just want you guys to know. You I was just be proud of I was just like this is be. so easy, was, but I have to do it. You shouldn't be. It was bad enough they put it in the trailer. <laughs> did they? Oh, I didn't watch the trailer. Yeah. That's right. They did was it just like a guy it. getting picked up to be slammed with like no one holding him up? No, it was it was like the the first part of the trailer is that a fan comes up to take a picture of, of Bad Bunny and just floating cat. <laughs> oh, that's great. Poor John Cena, man. You know, if I ever see that guy in person, I'm gonna just be like, I can't see you. You know, I'm sure he gets that all he the must, time yeah, too. Yeah, like every day. <laughs> He did it to himself. Must be horrible. <laughs> he did it to himself. Maybe it's not that bad though, because if you're like that famous, maybe you do want to be invisible. Yeah. You know, you're walking around the yeah. grocery store and it's just like can't see you. <laughs> uh, but I know Sims is the big WWE guy. Uh, On the release date thing is is it they're going for, and it's kind of understandable with releasing these in line with um, the WWE's big show of the year. Um, I always felt that they only released it around were getting public it makes more sense to you know release your big video game <clears throat> around your biggest show of the year yeah so let me ask you this sam this is i guess a little bit of a tangent what do you think um the uh what's the other uh aew fight AEW forever game. When, when is that going to um, come out now because that was supposed to be at the end of last year 
that was my thought so i pre-ordered it um because i was i'm so looking forward to it i'm a big fan of the company itself and i was like oh you know i can't wait to play a game a wrestling game it's not by um a console wrestling game it's not by wwe apparently it's in there's been reports recently that it's in kind of it's in a bit of a void um at the moment um December um, this year is now when it's slated to come out. I we will have to wait with bated breath to see if it actually makes that release date or if uh, if they push it again. The thing with the thing with uh, that game is that at the at least with the um, the WWE and because they're doing it as an annual franchise, you know, there's not too much. You're sure, they're outdated, but they're not as outdated as the Fight Forever game is going to be because apparently it's going to be more of a sort of it's, it's a, apparently it's a weird live service, but it's more focused towards the uh, the single player stuff. So it's a bit of a weird thing there. Um, like there there are people in that reported to be in the fight forever game that are no. Now this has obviously obviously been a long problem for the WWE. Yeah, what is is it, what's his name is still in it, right? Um, um Cody. Um, no, the other one. Uh, um, CM Punk. Uh, CM Punk. Yeah, he's well, that, still in that, it, right? Yeah, that that's because he's still currently on a contract, um, okay, and all that kind of thing. But you know, there's a with with the nature of the wrestling industry, there's people that could be, you know, there could be a, a decent chunk of that. I think they said it's gonna be fifty people at the start, um, which is missing some of their big stars who are in the um, on the show at the moment. But it could be a case that a lot of them are gone by the time this fight for eventually comes, ever does. Like yeah, there's apparently a lot of like Ux is apparently struggling a lot with this development. Yeah, I guess it's development struggles, and from what I what I was uh, seeing is they are also struggling with the ESRB rating. Oh, um, I, I haven't I, heard about that. Yeah, so I think that they are shooting for a T rating, and they I don't watch wrestling, but apparently mm-hmm. I guess AEW is kind of known for um a little bit more um I guess bloodier type yeah, of that's... events and stuff. And like yeah. uh, ESRB was like, yeah, you gotta. This is an M for mature. Yeah, and, yeah. And they're shooting for a T, so they're gonna have to like. Yukes is probably gonna have to like scope back some of that blood, mm. maybe, mm. in order to hit that. I, it, it's interesting to hear that because the thing that's always kind of confused me about the the WWE games, the show's been PG for god decade and a half, whatever it's been. Um, but the game has always been over here a sixteen certificate game. So I don't know what that is in. That's probably, probably an T for M and it's a teen. Okay, oh, it's a T for teen probably. Um, yeah. So it's been a sixteen like game here. But then, yeah, as you're right, you know, AEW is a is a TV fourteen show in the US, um, which has much more branded itself to be more of an adult audience, aiming for a, a teen teen rating as well. I'd imagine that's just to compete with WWE games. Kind of I think that's on, what it is on yeah. store shelves for sales for sure. Yeah. Would that really affect it all that much if it was rated M? Like, I feel like wrestling um, fans wouldn't really care that, all that much. I suppose kids want to buy it and stuff, but yeah, like, yeah. It's, it, it's young like, fans. If you were like 15, you couldn't just walk in and get that game. Sure. Right? I mean, I used like, to get away with that when I was 15 all the time, but like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But, uh, especially cool. today, though, with most games being bought digitally, you don't even see the rating yeah. when you're buying it digitally. Yeah. So it's like, I don't. I yeah. feel like parents care less today than they yeah. even did back it, then. It is right? a bit, that is a bit, bit peculiar. Yeah, I don't think that's something they need to really be worried about. Like, if ES- ESRB rates it M, like, I don't, who cares? Like, yeah, put it out as M. That, that probably, you yeah. could probably market it more that way, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, we got more blood than Lean WWE. Lean into the blood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like, hell yeah, we the, got the, blood the and alcohol. Already, 
the TV product already brands itself as more of an edgier product than the competition. So go with that. For the, you know, yeah. much more adult um, product on store shelves. It's you know more suited to because especially they're trying to harken back to a lot of the older like early two thousands wrestling. But like you know, this is the kind of wrestling game you remember from a edgier company and that worked from the marketing perspective. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm kind of thinking along the same lines there. All right, guys, that'll do it for the news this week. Busy week, fun week. We'll now get into what we've been playing. Daniel, you want to kick us off? Sure. Uh, so I finally beat Bloodborne. Um, okay. uh, thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> where where I was, like, no, I'm not, no bragging, no bragging. You're gonna brag. Th- I'm gonna brag a bit. <laughs> there are three fights I had left uh, after the. So I beat the DLC. Uh, that was like going through the DLC and then finishing the game. What a day and night. All of the DLC bosses were so much harder than anything at the end of the game. Really? Like, I went, I had three fights after I beat the DLC. Uh, uh, Orphan Akos, which is known to be one of From's, like, I guess one of their harder bosses. And it took me a little bit. It wasn't the hardest fight, I think, for me personally in the DLC, but, um, I beat beat the DLC, then went into. I had three more uh, fights after that. Um, I, I beat the next boss in like two tries, and then I go to the final fight. I had to get. I wanted to get the true ending of Bloodborne, and you basically have to fight German, which is like the guy in the wheelchair. He's like the first hunter, and then immediately you fight the um, the Moon Presence, and you don't get any rest. Like you just whatever vials you had at the end of that fight, it's immediate. Um, and I just won, did it in one go, just not even like I destroyed German used probably more vials than I wanted to, but then I like stun locked the moon presence. <laughs> I two handed my sword. I put like fire paper on it and I just kept whacking him, and he just was stun locked and I, I beat the game. Wow. So I beat, I technically beat every boss of Bloodborne except for one, which is at the end of the chalice dungeons, which I'm not going to do. I don't feel like doing the chalice. It's interesting that you say that the the DLC is harder than the than the main game because I've heard. So, let me preface this: I'm not a, I've not played any kind of those souls. And not really my um, unless talking about Jedi Fallen or which is like I guess like a Souls type Souls it's ish. Like a light. Yeah. Um, maybe because Star Wars and anyway. Um, it's interesting you say that because I've heard that Bloodborne is like the hardest to um. To, to beat and to say that the DLC is even harder than that is like what, what Fromsoft's doing with it, you know, <laughs> and um, um, with infinite health against you. I haven't played them all, and I've beat three basically within this past year uh, Dark Souls 1, Elden Ring, and Bloodborne. Um, out of those three, I would say overall, I would say I probably had a harder time with Dark Souls because of you're a little more limited, but mm. at some points, the limit the limitations also kind of affected everything. So at some points it felt easier, um, but then it kind of had peaks of really hard. Like there were like a few bosses in Dark Souls that I had a hard time with. Elden Ring, I think overall was kind of like, all the bosses were pretty consistently, I would say challenging. Um, There were a few that were more, but um, Bloodborne, uh, there were like maybe five bosses, I think overall. It kind of gave me a hard time, but and like I would say three of those were in the DLC. <laughs> if that tells you anything, the, the um, true question of of a of a um, Souls like is 
how do the bosses compare to Ogdo Bogdo? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, the um, who? Ogdo Bogdo. The fuck in July for the order, the um, oh, was that the frog thing? Oh, yeah, 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 I do remember that. Like, you're, you're going to take him on like way earlier to get at the <laughs> He's um, in that little hole, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah he, yeah, if you have to like go down in that thing, and yeah, um, yeah, Bloodborne's incredible. I my I wish it was just in sixty frames. I don't know what they're doing over there. Oh, you, you don't need to do it. It is not. It's it's only in thirty still. Like I don't know what they're doing over there. You don't need to. I don't care about four K. Just pa like put the game in sixty. I mean, That's they did I that need. with the other ones. I know this one's on Sony, but it's like they the FromSoft already did this with all their other games. Yeah. They updated yeah. them for it just specifically. So to yeah, they did the it to right. Dark Souls three. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, all their games at this point. Um. Yeah, just do it to Bloodborne. It doesn't make any sense. I'm not going to go back now. I beat the game, but like, um, yeah. But um, I beat that, and then uh, I put about an hour and a half or so into Persona 3. That was going to be my next game before um, Hogwarts. Um, I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, it's on Game Pass. Um, it's So the portable version of Persona 3 is more visual novel and I really wasn't ready for that. I didn't know it was. Okay. So there are no actual regular cutscenes. It's all it, it's told more visual novels. So yeah. it feels more like a dang and rompa game. Um, but there are like you go into the big dungeony thing, and there is moving around in that. So there is actually like it so like at any just... point are you like walking around like going to yes. school and stuff? It's in the dungeon. Yeah. It's in the dungeony thing. Okay. When you're going to school and stuff, no, that is all visual novel. Really interesting. Are there yes. still like choices? Yeah, uh, there is di you're, you're dialogue. Choices, there yeah. is dialogue, okay. just like a Persona Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're, you're, but you're not walking around the school. Sure. Um, the only place you are walking is in Tartarus, which is like. So do they do that in a more linear way than the school stuff, or is that just not even in this? Um. So you, it'll pop out to the. You'll see the school, and you can click on things. And then, like, if you want to go to this room, you'll click on it, go to that room, oh, and you can gotcha. talk to people okay. from there. So, like, a so, map layout pops up, and then you yes. click on it from there? Okay, cool. Yeah, and then you can talk to characters that way. It, it's still, like, you're not, like, uh, dialogue to dialogue to dialogue. Um, you are still selecting a few things. Um, and then you go to Tartarus, and then you are at kind of a top-down, and you're moving your character. Um, and you're attacking, like, these little slug things, and that takes you into the fight. Um, I haven't, like, fought a boss or anything yet but um i'm enjoying it these characters are interesting so far um the the vibe of the music is is really cool um there is like i could tell that this was made in the 2000s because there is like one of the ambient themes has like a hip-hoppy vibe and i love it it's it's kind of got because it, it it repeats so they can't just have like vocals so it, it just has like do do you, either of you know del the funky homo sapien no, that was a whole lot of words, though. No. <laughs> okay, you would you would know Dell. He is he um he has done stuff with the gorillas before. Okay. Um. So if you know like um uh do you know Feel Good Inc. the song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that the 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 hip hop guy. That's Dell the Funky Homo. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He he is he's done a bunch with with the gorillas before. Um. The, the vocals kind of have like a Dell vibe and uh, okay. it's, it's, it's really cool. It, it has that 2000s hip hop vibe. I like, mm -hmm. um, 
and the yeah the art style is pretty great it, it definitely it is a step back from persona 5 that i i, I just beat last year um but i want to experience it so uh, i'm having a good time with it when did this game originally release it's a good question i mean persona 4 was like 2006 Eight? i think so this was like oh, early 2000 even, even earlier, i yeah. think yeah, it was six or seven psp i think wasn't it persona um three uh persona 4 how was psp gold with the golden uh version i think they were both ps2 games here you go uh persona 3 originally came out in japan on july 13th 2006 yeah so actually yeah. a lot later than i would have assumed yeah north america not till 2007 so when was so 2007 four? Yeah. yeah four was they must have worked on four yeah. right away then four was 2008 so they they got yeah. right on that yeah, then Golden was a little bit after that. It was like yeah, Golden, or 11. Golden was a straight up Vita game, right? So that must not have been till yeah. later. Um, yeah, I, I'm, having, I'm having a great time. Can't wait to get back. But I had to put that on pause because uh, Hi-Fi Rush came out and like that game's awesome. I only got to play a little bit. I wanted to play more last night, but I think we can open was... up here. We all played a little bit yeah. of this then, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. Cool. Sloan stopped me. I was like, oh, Bastard. you want to watch? You want to watch Bullet Train? I'm like, yeah, let's oh, watch. Now nah, he Train. wants to watch Bullet Train. Wow, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but uh, I'm enjoying it so far. Like, uh, I kind of, you were asking me some questions last night about, you know, kind of how I was feeling the game, even though I, I only played like a little bit or whatever. And um, the main character Chai, um, he kind of reminds me of a kind of a cheery Peter Parker a little bit. That's kind yeah. of the vibe I get from one him. of those guys. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. Give that. yeah. he's, yeah. he's um, Marty McFly. You know, Marty all those McFly. guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you can he's name a, like twenty of them. He's just a really fun, charming character yeah. so far. Uh, I really like Chai. Yeah, so I know we all talked about how much we were into the trailer when they first showed it at the developer direct, and then just being able to download this right away. And I played probably the first hour. I don't know. I, I beat the first boss, so not to spoil too yeah, much. But yeah. I beat, I the... beat some big robot, and that was kind of <laughs> that's what I assumed <laughs> was the first boss. Okay, boss name. Yeah, that's a good point. I just assumed giant robot boss, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'm right around there. Yeah, Sam, did you get to there yet? I was only able to play the first 20 minutes because I'm, okay. I'm still waiting for my, my Series X to arrive. Um, yeah. So Ooh. I had to cloud stream it onto my one. And within the first, I got through the first 20 minutes and then it got to the point where the um, the de the input delay was such that I wasn't able to hit combos and the screen tearing was pretty pretty poor. Interesting. What um, are you playing on? On, on just just on Xbox One. Oh, He's doing okay, through cloud. Okay, He's doing it through. Oh, cloud. you're doing it through so cloud. It's, so it's okay, having, gotcha, so it's having gotcha. to refresh the screen every kind of ten sure. or so seconds. You could also do that syncing up thing. There's a there's an option in the menus to sync up your controller. Yeah, I, 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 I went through that. It's, yeah, I think, I think my, my my three and my uh, Xbox One's a bit old. I'm gonna wait until I get my my jump into it because I I thoroughly enjoy the bits. I love the soundtrack. I love the the graphical start. I love the the whole world um it exists in. It's my only problem um, is, as I said, the, the latency. And also, the I think it's it's a little bit... Maybe it's because um, of another game that I've, I've been um, playing recently that I will get onto in a minute, is that I'm, I'm so used to kind of button mashing that kind of... I'm, I haven't got quite my timing on yet. Yeah, one uh, of the robots... Like one of the robots, he's like a hint robot. He tells you, like, if you're doing, like, the standard X combo, as soon yeah. as you hit, press it immediately. Because then it, yeah. you always press every time it hits. 
Uh, unless you're doing like the the heavy hit or whatever. On that too, with the combat, what I love about this game is that everything around you is on beat, so you know exactly yes. when to hit because there's so many little things around you. you even you get the little uh, 808 cat; he's blinking constantly to show you on beat, and then yeah. just everything around you in the environment, which is so cool, is just like everything moving is on beat. Even the enemies are on beat, so you know when they're gonna mm-hmm. attack and when they're not gonna attack and stuff like that. And that's a really cool aspect. I haven't really gotten the combat down full yet like i still i still need to work on my combos and stuff like that like i got the regular x light attack combo down and then the regular heavy attack down i just need to get the ones where you're mixing it in together down more but obviously i just yeah. need to play a lot more but yeah I'm, i've been loving this game so far it's so if you need, cool if you need help with the beat thing i forget what button it is i think it's the back button they're like pops yeah. up that thing where yeah, a, a meter yeah, pops up yeah a meter if you need that, that yeah that it might keeps that up constantly they really want to make it as easy as possible for you to understand the combat and get yeah, that beat yeah. and get that rhythm down which is really cool mm-hmm. but yeah i've been loving like the the, the cutscenes. the characters are so cool just this world seems very cool very yeah, interesting yeah. to me i just love everything about it so far the other thing we should touch on is the soundtrack the choice of songs is perfect i love that opening the opening with the black was, keys let's yeah, go that was let's really go. cool i, was I, I awesome. had the i had i had the lyrics going in my head just going, this is such a perfect opening for this game because we've had titles like this before was it metal hell singer whatever hell singer, that yeah. was last year yeah that, that heavy metal um shooter and i was like this is my version of that because it's like because it's like the kind of music i really like I think the difference there is I think Metal Hellsinger was all original music by famous musicians. And yeah, then this yeah. is like licensed mu- music that yeah. they're taking and, and, and working it in. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's a little different, but it definitely has that yeah, beat yeah. aspect. Yeah, Sims brought that up in the chat the uh, yesterday because he was like, oh, why are you guys so excited for this game when you couldn't get into Metal Hellslinger? And I was actually like thinking about that. And I think Metal Hellslinger was just not uh, as accessible with the beat and the rhythm and stuff. They didn't do yeah, a yeah. good job of, tutori- of tutorials and showing you how to get, get that rhythm down and stuff like that. Maybe being a first-person shooter, I don't know. Maybe I should go back and put a little bit more time into that game. But this, this version of that is really working for me with the combat and the rhythm and stuff like that. Mm. It's also I, I I've not played the um I always meant to get into um Hellslinger but I just kind of n- never did. I wonder if it's the because from the very go of High for Rush, though as you say the world just gets you into this is how the world works. The beat is constantly in the background no matter what you're doing. It's um you know you've got a beat going and it kind of it works I think a bit better and the fact that it, you know it's all you know well-known songs from big artists it's potentially a bit more impressive than helsing obviously helsing is a wonderful feat of games development um you know syncing everything up so well with gameplay but the, you know you've got licensed songs that you know um anger gameworks about to go right how do we pace this so the songs work so well within the world yeah I love that it's even they 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 narratively contextualize that too. Yeah. It's that his his like zoom it's fucking give a uh, yeah. old shout out. <laughs> That's zoom. what they should have like used. Zoom. They should have yeah. used that. Yeah. Microsoft that zoom cool, yeah. gets stuck to his chest. <laughs> so that is so we're experiencing what Chai is experiencing. So the world isn't beating all the time. He's yeah, just yeah. experiencing the world beating all the time. So like it's it's like a narrative contextualization of like what he experiences and mm-hmm. i think that's i think that's pretty cool um yeah like I, I know that there is a nine inch nails has a few songs in here can't wait mm-hmm. to experience nine inch nails in a <laughs> hack and slash game like i'm a character mm-hmm. action person right like they, i love all those games i think that's why it works for me connor because i like character action games i love 
DMC. I love Bayonetta. Um, pretty much all any character action game. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, this just fits the the style's great. I love the cutscenes. Like they're so beautiful. One negative I will say, Dana brought this up in our Discord yesterday, but he moves a bit slow. You know, and, and it's just yeah. I wish it was more uh, fast paced with him. You know, like you kind of want to feel walk slightly faster. Yeah, That's walk it. slightly faster. Maybe give me a sprint button or something like that. I wish the mm-hmm. the dash went a little bit further. You get a dash a little bit later. I'm wondering if there's like upgrades or if you just unlock more stuff as the game progresses to make him move a bit quicker. Because it does feel just like a little bit heavy when you're moving, and that I don't like. But everything else about it, I just been absolutely. I think the loving. dash is okay. I think if you could sprint, it would change how you feel yeah you could just sprint and then dash yeah then it could make it go a little further yeah but yeah i've been loving the game thus far i think it's a really good kickoff to the year for xbox too like that's Mm -hmm. an awesome way to just shadow drop this new awesome game and Mm -hmm. for what should be a very big year for xbox yeah yeah we were like kind of title we want more of from you know a unique Uh uh-oh uh-oh froze a little bit Something's unique. <laughs> yeah. You kind of froze there, Sam. What, what were you saying? Oh, sorry. Um, I was saying that I don't think from the top of my knowledge that Sony has one of those um, rhythm uh, action titles. So it's kind of, you know... It's, Parappa it's the Rapper. Hold up and go... <laughs> 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 very yeah, very true. It's very true. Bring that back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the crazy thing is, as we've talked about, like Xbox's kind of output for these first six months, like it was going to be those four games, or no, yeah. I'm sorry, technically five games with Starfield. Like that's a pretty big for six months, and then they're like, we're sneaking in a sixth game, um, that's gonna be a first party um, uh, game, and then on top of all the uh, third party stuff, it's like that was, and it, and it was a it was a surprise drop. Like it's just like kudos to Tangle GameWorks, like really, like. I think they got something special in their hands. I hopefully they don't like I don't need Tango after this to like lean heavy into Hi-Fi Rush. I don't need yeah, the second yeah. one in 2 years. I mean it'd be nice to like I'll, I'll take it. I mean, I was going to say <laughs> I'll take a sequel to this, but I don't need to explode it, make it a triple sure. A game, like make it a full 70 60 game whatever. Like keep it what it is. Like, you know, wait, uh, you, you understand what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Keep it a mm-hmm. keep it a smaller, almost double A type of game. I, yes. I'm right there with you. Even if they do make a sequel, do that after yeah. your next big AAA game or something yes. like that. I think already though, I, I, this is my favorite Tango GameWorks game. Like I I've played a little bit of the first Evo with that, probably about half of it actually, a good amount. It was okay. It wasn't exactly what you wanted it to be. Ghostwire Tokyo again. I played half of it. Like that game. Like the setting and all that. Combat was a little off. But I'm playing this one and everything's just working for me. Me too. Yeah, yeah me too. I, I, I do wonder with. I just want to add one quick thing. Um, it's interesting what you say about the, you know, we don't need to rush into a, a sequel straight away. I agree with that. I, I do wonder if there's a, putting my business hat on for a second, there's a really big opportunity here for Microsoft and Tango Gameworks. If they do kind of what, you know, what Fortnite, for example, has done and making, you know, having big artists perform concerts. And, like, you know, release a couple of like bonus promotion levels or DLC levels with a specific artist, then, you know, that, because you know, with the types of songs they got in there, the songs that will would work perfectly with Hi-Fi Rush, and that could be a really cool promotion. You know, um, you know this song as as seen in Hi-Fi Rush, and that then gets out there. That's just thinking with with the business. That's, that's interesting. A, idea. Yeah, that's a very interesting idea, actually. What if you did 
the sequel like hey this band is debuting a new song in the game yeah, you know what yeah. i mean or something like that that'd be really cool i just want to shout out to just the uh the the, the versatility of tango gameworks now now that they've shown they, <laughs> yeah they they made a third person horror resident evil like game to making a uh a thriller ghostwire tokyo horror ish type of game again first person shooter yeah yeah exactly <laughs> with first person elements and then this which is just completely different than both of those things it's just that's great man that's awesome that's what you want to see from all these studios definitely uh what what, what my one thing was it, it, correct me if i'm wrong maybe you guys didn't catch this i'm not sure did i see um nakamura in there does she work on this game too is she still at tango oh I think so, yeah Maybe I she, she might have just had to get credit, right? Because I know she hasn't been a Tango for a while, but maybe she did touch this game before she left, right? I want to look more into it. I thought I saw her name in the in the credits as, yeah, as it was going. Very like, possible, right? I mean, clearly this game's been in development for years, right? So has it? I see. I haven't seen. Have they talked about that? No, I'm just assuming, right? Like it's not like they just made this game overnight. No, so like, of yeah, yeah. Uh, Sam, we'll continue with you. What other games have you been playing? Um, so. First, the other kind of broad I want to is one that I I've had games come twenty twenty one, and that is Midnight Fight Express. Mm. Um, so this is a cool name. A, um, yeah, yeah, it's a really cool name, and it's got a really cool art style. It's a uh, brawl. I was gonna say rhythm action. That's that, that was high rush. Um, high fi rush. It's a brawler, and I believe it was made by one person. I think it's one dude. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. got and it, it's got a really thing on the soundtrack. It's got a really, really um some really cool enemies. There are some frustrating levels. Um, there was there was one kind of because the game's got forty levels. I um I went was replaying it and some of the I think eighth level is you've got to deal with. Basically, you're on the tracks on um, of a rail system, and there's two trains whizzing back and forth um, at certain intervals. And there is times where you can, just because you're dealing with such a large amount of enemies, you get splattered by it. Um, and then there's a, a mission about four, or a setting about four missions later, where it's set in a um, a dockyard, and there's this uh, crate hovering over that random drop down in front of you. And there are some ones where it gives you a split second to react and dodge out of the way. So it can be really, really frustrating. You get some um, on some unnecessary deaths, um, but it's a really, really fun beta. I have a question about the game. So it look it, when I when I saw this game, it, it kind of reminded me of um, uh, Hotline Miami. Do you yeah. die as quick as Hotline Miami? Like Hotline Miami, you have no health. You just you, you no, get hit. No, you've got you've got a bit more um, health than in Hotline Miami. You can take a fair amount of damage, but um, there is, but because each uh, enemy has their own special attack, and there are obviously some of the more, or some of the bosses and some of the more um, strong characters, they can take you down to about um, a third, or even lower health um so it's you need to it's one of the things you need to be really on it with counters okay i've really enjoyed that it's been a, um a really fun little game and saw it at gamescom because as i said you know the fact it's made by one bloke is absolutely astonishing um and then the other one is um i <laughs> i feel like i feel like i'm i'm a bit of sin here because this 
the fact I've I've played and enjoyed this game goes against everything I previously believed. Um, I've really enjoyed playing Marvel Snap. Oh, it's, okay, it's okay. fine. I'm a card uh, game guy. It's fine. It's no, but it's the fact that it's a mobile game with microtransactions, which I used to I used to rile against. I still will because because most mobile games. Um, but now you're just a dirty hypocrite. Look at that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. It's what have I become? Um, I I was shocked how how good it's how fun it's been. Um, I was initially very turned off by the game because of, of a very very aggressive um marketing plan by the developers. Um, uh, with I think it was their studio director basically screaming at the top of his lungs about this new game they've had in development. Um. And I was very he- very hesitant to try, but I was uh, on the uh, Game Awards um, on a voice call with Tucker, uh, our friend from um, Battle of Banter, and a couple of um, his uh, friends, and we were just chatting about it, and it won Mobile Game of the Year. And I was like, I, I think I mentioned, or oh, I've been kind of, and um, I think it might have been one of the other people on the call was like, actually give it a go, it's really, really good. Um, and I've really enjoyed the fact the matches are so quick. And the strategies that, you know, the, the research on the fly strategies is actually a, an astonishing bit of game design. I never played Hearthstone, but Hearthstone's I, I, can great. See, I can see the, the, you know, this is the developer that has clearly mastered making that kind of card game. Yeah, I think my biggest issue with that game is, honestly, the brevity is great. And I like that they leaned into the brevity and it being very quick matches only... Mm. I think it's six rounds. I yeah. don't like my card games like that. I'm a Magic the Gathering player. I have all yeah, my decks yeah. right there. You can't really see them. Um, I like the strategy and like I want to be able to, if I can make a deck that's quick, I can make a deck that's quick or yeah, I can make yeah. a deck that is a little slower and combo focused. I like that stuff, which is a little yeah, bit even, yeah. Hearthstone is kind of in between uh, compared to like Magic and then Snap. Hearthstone's probably, you could do quick things. You can kind of combo and be a little slower, but you know, you got to keep it a pace with Hearthstone. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. way more slow and deliberate and I prefer the more customization. There's a little less you could do because there's only, uh, I think it's 12 cards in Snap. It's not a lot. You you can't really mm-hmm. uh, try a lot of different things. It's kind of, you just got to make a bunch of decks, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think I absolutely get what you mean. Um, you know, on my on my PSP Go, which I've got somewhere here, um, I've got the Yu-Gi-Oh Tag Force Five game, and that is that is like that. It's longer battles and that kind of thing. And I've, I'm I'm in a situation where I enjoy both. It very much depends on the mood I'm feeling. Um, yeah. You know, when I just need a quick burst, I can get through um, a, a Marvel Snap game in, in you know a couple of minutes. But when I want something a lot um, longer and more strategic i can sit down and just you know play on, on my psp go and you know properly plan out my my strategies um that being said i'm also i'm not enthused about you know as much as it does microtransactions better than any other mobile game i still hate the fact it's got microtransactions um the fact oh, yeah. that they lock and, and as much as much as it is just cosmetic and the, and the card ability st- in regards to the variant you get um and the fact that there are some really cool um variants that are locked behind a paywall is absolutely um awful in, in, in my opinion i understand obviously they've got to pay their bills somehow and all that kind of thing 
Um, um what even uh, bothers me too is the randomization of the unlocks. Like yeah. you might have a card that you got really early that like really maybe helped you with like a, a deck that you liked, but I haven't seen that card ever, or, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Or it took forever for me to get that card. It's like yeah. that just makes that just makes our experience is so much different and like yeah, i just yeah. don't like that it, it, it feels weird to me that, that's, it's a brilliant point because i i in all my online games playing people that have the, the captain america card and it took me till um collector level like 240 something to actually unlock that card and i'm like it's, it's a brilliant point you know that that makes it inherently a level of you know of, of our of our experience is going to be different playing that game you know if i've got a card that another player hasn't like you know for example the the iron man card which which doubles your um which doubles the attack on the location if someone hasn't got that yet then they're going to be at a significant disadvantage when when it comes to the to the final phase of the game um there are definitely things that need to be that could be a lot better in marvel snap and i also feel the this new um pvp thing that they've got coming this year i'm not sure kind of what it's gonna bring so i I think it's like against friends but also i have a feeling they're gonna slightly tweak with something about the um the progression system i've just got i've got this itch um in the back of my head because it's a mobile game um but yeah they might have like a like a a ranking system like yeah you yeah. play against silver players and then gold players and then platinum players it might be something like that actually sam is there any big games coming out soon that you're looking forward to um oh the only thing i can think of is um jedi survivor because yeah. i loved um jedi fallen order um and in terms of i'm i'm a little bit annoyed at the way they appear in the story that it's five years on and we don't get to see like what happens in the immediate aftermath of you know cal destroying the holocron and all that kind of thing i want to see kind of go right where do we go from here um it's interesting because they ended that game with like such a set hey here's the group yeah. here's the team we're gonna go off and do adventures and stuff and now it's yeah, just like yeah. five years later everything went to shit it's like whoa yeah, okay yeah. <laughs> what happened it's like it's like we're we even gonna see um grease on merit are, are they even gonna be in the game or are they just you know they that you know grease went to go and do gambling on some <laughs> Vader got I, I him. Hope we, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna yeah. get this crew, especially how that that it, like we got to get the crew back. I think like like how that game ends with like oh we're together and we're gonna go yeah, off yeah. adventures. Like I don't think that they're just gonna not you know keep that mm-hmm. together. You know, yeah. I ho- I hope you're wrong, but um, I hope you're right. I should say, but I th- I think the way they've the way they've um, put together the trailers doesn't um, hasn't filled me with confidence. Yeah, I guess we'll just have to see, right? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it'd be very interesting, that game. Uh, for me, I've just been playing... Uh, we talked about Hi-Fi. Uh, the, the, that's probably going to be my main game going on. I, Dead Space Remake comes out tomorrow. I got that preloaded. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited for that. So I got two Reviews, games. like, dropping, like, right before you record. Yeah, reviews came yeah, out. I think yeah. it's sitting at 89 on Open Critic right now. So I, it I seems like they nailed it. Yeah, I've oh, really? I, I had it tagged to fail. Really? Why? Wow, yeah. I don't know about because, that. That's, a, because that's pretty I, harsh. Because I had a, I had a, I had a feeling that, um, you know, these these titles that I mean, I think it's mainly because of, um, GTA Definitive Edition. I was like, you know, mm. these these bringing back that you know these old older games and trying to make them for a mod. It's you know it doesn't it hasn't typically gone well. In, um, I, I had a sense that I've been pleasantly surprised. 
Yeah, it's it's reviewing very well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, very high. So I'm very excited for that too. Then we got you know a, a bunch of stuff coming up soon. Uh, but I mostly been playing Persona Five Royal on my Nintendo Switch. That's uh mostly what I've been doing. Yeah, got back into that. It's my third time trying this game, so I have played through. I've already played through now. I'm at the end of the first uh, yeah. castle. The, the uh, Kamoshida's castle. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm right at the end there. Pretty much all last weekend, I had I was playing that, and then I had uh, that '90s show back you know, on in the background. So I was just doing that the whole weekend. <laughs> that show's horrible, by the way. Don't watch it. Or do <laughs> I watched the whole thing and loved it, and I was like, that was awful. But uh, <laughs> nonetheless, yeah, 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 exactly. Um. But no, nonetheless, uh, Persona Five. I mean, you know it. You love it. It's a it's a great game. I'm having a good time thus far. I can't wait till I get into new stuff again. But uh, yeah. this is just gonna be my game that I play in the background for a while while all these big AAA games come out. So I'm sure, I'll talk about I've, it more. I've got Persona Five and Yakuza Six loaded on my on my Xbox because they're two yeah. titles that franchises that you know I've heard a lot of good things about and need to try at some point. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna jump to six Yakuza Six. Why would you I, jump to six first? I, I jumped to seven first, so it's it's whatever. <laughs> six is like uh, nearing Kiryu, one of the, like the end of Kiryu's story. Don't jump to six, Sam. Don't jump to six. Either start with okay. zero or start with seven. That's okay, what I would I mean, suggest. I've, I've got I've got them all obviously as part of Game Pass. So okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Let's zero zero's with... a zero came much later, but it is a prequel, okay. and then seven is later it is in this timeline like it is the furthest but is a new character and stuff yeah um yeah. i would say start with zero and then go yeah. to one and two and then two, move three. on yeah. okay and then go to seven um you could just start with one and then play zero in between when did zero come out in between i guess zero before six i think is when it came out you could do that if you wanted to i i started with zero and it was perfectly fine um that's what I would suggest. Don't start with six, though. Six is not a good starting point. <laughs> uh, just touching back on Persona real quick. I just, yeah. It is working so much more for me on hand. Maybe not so much more, but, like, I got burnt out both times I tried it on PlayStation. You know, it's just I got, like, 30, 40 hours in, and I was just like, every day with this. You know, it's just I think it's going to really work for me handheld, just being able to put nice. it down, pick it up, and then yeah. have being able to play other triple a games in the background i think i was gonna uh, say you, you think it works better in those shorter bursts yeah like, yeah um, exactly just being able to pick it up every weekend just play it for a couple yeah. hours put it back down and then just do this it's probably gonna take me like a year to beat but <laughs> nonetheless That's a good year though <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it'll be a good year then the next year i'll move on to persona 4 or whatever and uh yeah it'll be a good time just constantly playing persona so i want to say this connor yeah you're cha- you're changing i have got more into turn base <laughs> you're changing since we've done this cha- show you like yeah, an yeah, rpg's more sure. That's for you're sure. JRPGs. I've always been an RPG J- guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're becoming a weeb more, and it makes me. Uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not watching anime, Daniel. I'm not doing it. <laughs> you said you said Neil White had a good story. Neil White did have a very good story. story. Okay, okay, I'll give you it's, that one. It's a self a self congratulatory pat on the back from you, Dan. That you, you made <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You turn me into a weeb. I'm gonna yes, do the Naruto run. <laughs> All right, well, guys, we are out of time here. That's going to do it for the Nerd Gods podcast, episode 154 or 5. I forget which 55, one we're selling 155. on. 55. That'll do it. Uh, Sam, do you want to pimp out your stuff more? Sam over at Bloody Brilliant Games. Yes, yeah, so come and check us out um, at Bloody Brilliant Games on YouTube. Of the games using some of the stories we've talked about today. Uh, we also do, as I've said, we've got in the pipeline coming up, um, uh, event coverage and also potentially reviews depending on our schedule. Also check out on Twitter at Bloody Brill Games uh, for updates on the content, and also um, me pimping out uh, the 
link to every week's video just to try and get the numbers up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. Um, I I do want to say right real quick, right before we yeah. go, uh, next week is our three year anniversary of the show. Is it really? Oh, right, sure. Yeah. Three know, years will be next year. Next week. In three years. I've known you that long. I gotta get rid of you at some point. <laughs> Actually, it's been longer than three years. <laughs> oh <you know>? my <laughs> god! <laughs> oh, no. Someone kill me, please. Put me out of my misery. <laughs> but no, please go check out Sam over at Bloody Brilliant Games. Thank you so much for coming on, Sam. You're welcome back yeah. anytime. Thank you, Vince. It's an absolute pleasure. All right, cool, awesome guys. See you later. Bye, everybody. Bye.